Martin Jogø. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Jeez. Okay, <laughs> guys, we've got a new record, so you know. <laughs> Forgive. <laughs> Anyways, hey. hello, it's Lusungu here. And Umba. On Feminist Day. Wow, wow Malawian. Malawian. Hi. This better come out like perfect. <laughs> yes, yes, because we invested in this, which is why the make has to come soon. Because we need to pay for subscription on SoundCloud. We're buying the recorders. And yeah, guys. And we are (laughs) (laughs) self-sponsored. Yes. So, how are you? I'm good. Mm -hmm. Um, How's your week started? I'm still trying to catch up with work. I'm still tired. So, Uh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Overall, good. Yeah. Overall, I think I'm good too. Yeah. Yeah. How are your workouts? Oh yeah, my workouts are getting better. I'm starting to, I think, to to make it a habit. Mm. It's becoming a habit. I, if I don't do it, which has been rare, then mm. I feel like I'm missing something, mm. and I never experienced that. With, <laughs> I've never experienced that with, with workouts. Yeah. So, I hope it will become a habit, and I can be more consistent. How many days do they say it takes to create a habit? Is it fourteen? Fourteen twenty one. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't reached that far. Okay, I've, I've done. My, okay, I have. I think since yeah. January, my own. But I only got the personal trainer February. This is March. Yeah, like yeah. So it's twice a week. Twice yeah. A week. Okay. Still. Okay. Yeah. Fine. All right then. Okay. Let's get into it. Yes. It's oh. First of all, today is second March. Yes, we're recording. The day before. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, happy international... Is it today? Yes. Yes. Day. Yes. Happy yes. International Women's Day to all the women. All the mwah, fabulous mwah, women and girls mwah. the world. We love you. Yeah. Okay. Yes. And to mark International Women's Day, today we had the... What did we have? The Women's March. Yes. The She Decides <laughs> Women's, Women's March. March. Yeah, shout out to She Decides Malawi Chapter yeah. for organizing the march. Young women did that. Yes, they did. We went and we participated in the placard making. And yeah. it, was, it was, as usual, a very interesting space and seeing uh, the different forms of expression. Yeah. And mostly young women, of course. The yeah. youngest very, was very this young. little girl. 13? Holiness. Yes. Wow. Yes. Amazing. Yeah. Hey, you know, you need to start them while they're still yeah, young. Yeah, groom them while they're yeah. still young. So that was amazing. And I think the match went really well yeah. as well. So shout out. Let's keep doing more of that. Yes. Yep. We'll not stop making noise. No, we won't. Yep. Yeah. Anyways, um, so what else are we spotlighting? We are spotlighting... Um, the Malawi Irish Society. Yes. Uh, they have an event. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called St. Patrick's Day Celebration. Yes. yes. They have it on the 13th of March at Capital Hotel Marquis, mm-hmm. which is like next week. Next week. Yeah, next week. Yeah. Friday. Next, yeah, next weekend. And you guys, uh, the proceeds, if... If they make a profit, the profit, uh, the proceeds go to Dingate. Mm-hmm. Dingate is... And amazing. So at the door, it's eight thousand. Yeah. And so this money, if they are able to make any profit, this money goes to Dingate. Dingate 
uh, it's called Tingate Youth Center for Community Development and Wealth Creation. And uh, it was co-founded by one of our faves, eh? Uh, Sarah. Yep. Sarah Rindeire. I don't want to. Sarah, I'm You're sorry. very mad at I'm mad at your son and I think her husband, Aubrey. Yeah. yeah. So they do different courses for the youth, like... Um, trainings in agribusiness, art and crafts, uh, carpentry and joinery, uh, fashion and design, hospitality. It's really like a community college, right? Mm-hmm. And it's a, re- it's a great space for improving uh, skills for young people and for women. Mm-hmm. So shout out to the um, Malawi Irish Society yep. for this. And yep. guys, let's go and support. It's for a good cause and you'll have fun. Yeah. There'll be lots of Malawian musicians. And if, you were, if you're curious about dancing... Curious about dancing? Irish dancers. Oh, yeah, okay. There's apparently going to be an Irish dancer, dancing session or whatnot. I don't know what that is, but... I want to go see. We'll be there as well. Yeah, so, I love live music, so oh we'll yes, Uma all over that. Loves live music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so yeah. see you see there. You there get your the tickets. 30th, your tickets. You can get your tickets at uh, different places. I'm gonna post the uh, the poster yeah. underneath the the uh, the link to the podcast, so you can get all the details you need and where you can get the tickets. Yep. 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 Alrighty then, Umba, you wanted to teach yes. our an adulthood hack. <laughs> Remember, we promised to bring a hack adulthood yes. yes. What is it? So here is our very first wow. adulting life hack. <laughs> so you know what? If you have ever been in such a situation where you're broke, like mm-hmm. broke, broke, broke. Mm-hmm. And you have already in Gongola that um, airtime from um, Star 533 hash. You know what that is. Hey, if you've ever been broke, broke. <laughs> no, Luzungu has never been broke, broke. What? Airtime. <laughs> I'll get a lot of airtime from your workplace. She actually shares me. Wow. Yeah. So here's the thing. If you have in Gongole uh-huh. from Star 533 hash, mm-hmm. but someone wants to send you airtime or wants to buy the airtime, this is the hack. Mm-hmm. You, instead of getting that airtime, because once that airtime hits your account, it's it deducts. Uh-huh. So, what we do is get Airtel money. Get Airtel money as money and mm-hmm. buy your bundle through Airtel money. Uh-huh. Okay, so someone should not send you if they're gonna send you. They should send you they money. They should send money. Yes. Airtel money. Yes. And then you buy your. You bundle buy a bundle using straight the using Airtel money. money. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's illegal. It's a good hack. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so, right? But yeah, I yeah. hope Airtel doesn't listen to our podcast. If they do, they're going to do something about it. But yeah, oh, tell a friend. Tell a friend. Yes. 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 I that's... found out this when I was yeah. A broke, 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 broke. Okay, <laughs> that's your hack, <laughs> your adulting hack from Miss Umba. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Umba. Okay, so guys, as promised, uh, today we're going to. It's all about Umba today. Um, she's gonna answer a couple of questions about. Um, I'll not even say about what she'll say, what uh, questions she's answering about. And um, I will be 
the interviewer, my favorite. Your favorite, part. I was about to say. Yes. And then, yeah, Umba, you go. Okay, so today, as promised in our last episode, I'm going to share on my journey. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, having fibroids and um, having a surgery pre and post surgery, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to let you ask me questions uh-huh. um, of what specifically you'd want to know because mm-hmm. I've blabbed about this for so long. But I guess I just share from my point of view. Yeah. So this was giving um, you a chance to ask me what exactly you'd want to know about the whole thing. So thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone who sent their questions. We'll try as much as possible to go go through through all all the questions. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, first things first. Yep. For someone who has never gone to get tested and everything, what are fibroids? So fibroids are tumors. Mm -hmm. Um, I wish I googled... Oh, you're going to start with that. Uh-huh. Anyway, I'm pretty sure I've shared somewhere, uh-huh. but they're the tumors, the non-cancerous tumors that are um, developed or formed mm-hmm. in your body because you have uh, too much estrogen. So fibroids feed off estrogen in your body. Mm-hmm. So they can be located in different parts of your body, either inside your uterus or outside your uterus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. So, um... Guys, yes, I'll get to your questions, but I have also been waiting for this opportunity. (laughs) So I was asking my questions. Okay, uh, and so why is this conversation important? What do fibroids do? uh, Because I've gone through the questions. I'm not going... (laughs) I'm not (laughs) repeating somebody's question. Okay. But what happens to your body? What is the effect? Mm. Yeah. Um. I think it depends on two things, location yeah. and size of the yeah. fibroids. Mm-hmm. If they're small, if they're located in a place which would not cause you discomfort or pain, you can live without knowing that you have fibroids. Mm-hmm. Uh, for So a lot of women get fibroids. Mm-hmm. Um, in your lifetime, if you're in your fertile stage, you, you're bound to get fibroids. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for some, because they are small and because they're located in a place where it's not causing any pain or discomfort, mm. they will shrink and disappear. Uh-huh. But for others, they get bigger. Uh-huh. So it's two things, location and size. So uh-huh. you only get to know if you're feeling pain, if your menses are irregular, uh-huh. or you're bleeding more than normal mm-hmm. because of the fibroids of where it's located and how big it is. Uh-huh. Yeah. So you can all... Only know their fibroids when you go get tested. Yes, scanned. Yeah. No. So you need to go get scanned. Go get scanned. Go yeah. do your regular gyne checks. Uh-huh. Yeah, so okay. we check that everything is fine inside. Okay. Yeah. All righty then. Uh, so um, just a heads up, Umba has talked about this before mm-hmm. on one of our episodes. Yeah. So I think we're going to try to find that episode and also share it sure. underneath uh, this one. All righty. Let's get into the questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't no, know. we're not mentioning names. Yes. Okay, yeah. fine. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> Did they say they wanted to be anonymous? Okay, fine. There is a question here that says, what's something you wish someone had told you? I guess it's about fibroids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing I wish someone had told me was... Um, mm, I'm trying to pick one. Okay, I can share two things. Mm-hmm. That it's common. It's very common. So it, 
it has nothing to do with you that you're doing anything wrong mm. but that it's common and it's bound to happen to any woman as long as you're in your fertile um stage or mm-hmm. uh age mm. uh yeah i wish i knew how common it was and that i yeah i had i did my gyne checkups regularly mm. and being more aware i think for most of us, when we're going for gyne checkups, it's uh, the pap smear mm-hmm. uh, and, I guess, yeah, STIs, mm-hmm. uh, fatal checks, I guess, if you're trying to have a baby and all those things. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I wish someone told me that that was one thing that I could be checking for as well. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right. Next question. Uh, what's been the most chilling thing physically and emotionally about having fibroids and going through the operation? Uh, the most chilling thing emotionally would be how in the last stages, like a month or so before my surgery, my, my tummy was very big and I was very cautious and insecure about it. Mm. Like even when I knew that it's temporarily, Mm. it's, you're going, they're going to get removed, it'll Mm. get smaller. I was just very insecure about it and i think um yeah that made me very anxious and i was so aware of like the things that i was wearing and all Mm. all those things which is something that i'm not Mm -hmm. like i don't worry about my tummy like that so yeah i think that was the most chilling thing Mm -hmm. and also then that connected to my mental health i guess because Mm. i was insecure i was anxious Mm. um and i was really really scared about uh, going under the mm. knife, not even the procedure itself, but just being unconscious. Mm. Yeah, mm. I think I talked about that as oh well. Like, gosh. where do people go when they're unconscious? Where did you go? Nowhere. <laughs> you didn't even. It was just like blank. Yeah, it was like blank. time stop. Right? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So it was we blank. There was nothing. I guess some people go somewhere. Okay. Yeah. You didn't even dream. No, it was blank. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then when you came to, was it like, oh, I know exactly where I am. Or yes. you were a bit disoriented. No. Uh-huh. I, I was a bit disoriented because, uh, so the guy who, they, what do they call them? The guy who gives you anesthesia. Anesthetic? It's the guy who gives you <laughs> anesthesia, man. Because, so, because I had told my doctor that I was really, really scared about that. Yeah. So the guy, like, before my... So actually, when I went to check in the day before, the night before my surgery, I was supposed to meet him, but I got there a bit late. So he had already left. Mm. So the doctor had arranged for me to meet him so that Mm. we can talk and he can share like what the whole procedure is like and answer all my questions. Mm. So yeah, he came early morning because my surgery was at 5.30 or something. Mm. So he came before 5.30 and like talked me through it and told me like how he knows that I'm gone 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 yeah like what do they use whatever he explained mm. all those things so when I, he woke me up mm. after the surgery he woke me up he shook me and he said irene zuga mm. i was like who the fuck is calling me irene no that's the name on my file yeah so when he shook me and i woke up yeah i saw the the ceiling of the theater and i was like oh i oh, remember where okay. i am and oh, i saw bad. him i was like oh okay yeah yeah oh. Interesting. What kind of surgery did you have? So I had a... What do they call it? They call it a... Mexto? 
no my myomectomy is just a surgery of like removing of fibroids uh-huh. but i had the the open incision one where uh-huh. they cut me uh down down below mm-hmm. like when people are going to have babies yeah. cesarean section mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. cut so that's what i had because there are two methods they can do it it's either they cut you that way mm. or they make tiny holes which is called laparoscopy mm-hmm. and then they suck it out they suck out the fibroids mm-hmm. yeah oh interesting okay there's a question here how are you genuinely doing now now um i think i'm 50 50 um i think being I really wanted to be back at work. Yeah. Cuz I felt like my mind was just yeah, there was nothing to do and nothing to think about. Mm. But now I'm, I'm now that I'm back at work, I'm just constantly tired. Like I just feel like it's just it's such a big task to wake up in the morning, go to work, yeah. like deal with things, mm. blah blah. Mm. It's not exciting. So I don't know if that's the effect of being away from work for too long. Too long. Um but also like as much as i was excited about my tummy getting back to its uh no more shape mm-hmm. after but i my tummy was swollen for like 2 3 weeks mm-hmm. i was just talking to a friend who was also considering going for um a mammectomy and she was like oh i'm so excited about how my tummy will be small i'm like like oh it's so a flat tummy i'm like no it won't be flat <laughs> you have 2 3 weeks of a swollen yeah. tummy that you have mm-hmm. to deal with before it gets to back to it it's to normal, normal size yeah ah, okay yeah and i also think what's making it more depressing is that i can't run and i usually oh, use yeah. running to yeah to like, distress yes to distress and mm-hmm. i can't run mm-hmm. for at least i think three more weeks i have yeah yeah so that's very yeah that's yeah. not cool yeah how long how long since your surgery uh it was five weeks last week wednesday uh-huh so how are you doing physically no physically i'm better yeah better I'm, yeah there's no pain anymore no right? no just discomfort like i can't sleep on my stomach mm-hmm. yeah but okay. also that's not my sleeping position sleeping so i position. don't mind okay all right there's an interesting question here hmm do you feel like you lost something given that you had them for, for so long so long Mm, no no i i don't feel like i mm. i lost something. something but someone said maybe that's why you wanted to keep them i don't know who yeah <laughs> i really did want to keep them oh yeah i don't me the, the ones that they removed those are the ones you wanted to keep yeah right? or part of it but that was my reason because I felt like I was going to feel like I've lost something. Yeah. But after the removal, I did. By the way, I didn't want her to keep them. It was just going to be like one. No. <laughs> the it, tiny. Oh God. No. But no, I don't feel like I, I lost something. Okay, so you felt relieved. Not relieved. Not it was relieved. just like it was just like okay. Okay. This is. This do you is think it's because it's something that something you felt like it was something foreign growing in your body that has to. That does not belong there. No, mm. but because it was 
causing me a lot of discomfort. A lot of discomfort. Yeah. Pain. I, yeah, like just before my surgery it was causing me a lot of discomfort. I could mm-hmm. feel it and touch it, at least the biggest one. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't miss that part about it. If it had just been small and just there, I wouldn't have mine. Yeah. I guess that then digs into the other question I was going to ask you or that, uh, from someone mm-hmm. that uh, it's about how you are coping now. That mm-hmm. Would you say it was better to remove them than managing them mm-hmm. when you used to cause uh can you talk a bit about the diet that yeah. you did mm. so i did try the managing part that's mm-hmm. how i had my fibroids for longer mm-hmm. it was a very conscious and personal decision to keep them mm-hmm. like the minute i found out about them mm-hmm. um so wait what was the question do you feel that it was better managing, managing them, or them is it oh, better okay, that yeah. you had having right. them removed? So yes to both. Mm-hmm. Managing them, yes. I managed them for as long as I could. For as How long, long as uh, it was a year plus, because I found uh-huh. out in twenty eighteen in yeah. April, uh-huh. and I had them removed in twenty January twenty twenty. Yeah. Okay. So I kept them for as long as I could because mm-hmm. I again I didn't believe that I had to remove them when I found out. One, because they were small, but also because I said, but there's, they're not causing me any pain or whatever, so mm. might as well keep them. Mm-hmm. And I know that for m- most, uh, they're given like um, pills to help them shrink and mm. whatever, but they're very hormonal and I've never wanted to take hormonal pills, even for contraceptives. So mm-hmm. I, I said, no, I don't want to take those pills, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I did manage them for as long as I could, mm-hmm. and then I removed them because the it was getting too big. It was being stubborn. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was getting uncomfortable and painful. Uh-huh. At least the biggest one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, having the surgery, what has it taught you about your body, your own body? Mm, my God, that it's one that it's. <laughs> It's what? Elastic. Elastic. Okay. <laughs> why, why are you laughing? Why does because that sound... It's, because it's funny, no? <laughs> You're making me think of other things. What do you mean? Can you explain that? <laughs> There's no way to explain it. This thing... Like, my, my uterus, guys, it had something inside it. It was just expanding. Just, mm-hmm. like... And dude. then it's now <laughs> Now it's back. Going back... <laughs> Okay, no, no, but apart from that, on a serious note, mm-hmm. it has taught me that I am probably not as gentle and kind as I should be to my body. Your body? Because I think the healing process taught me a lot of patience with my body. Mm. Um, I mean, the things that I was doing during my healing process, mm-hmm. I mean, there are times where I knew I was just pushing it because I was just tired of just being indoors and like, yeah. So I knew I was pushing it, but that's because I don't think I have been as patient and as kind to my body as mm. I think I was. Mm. Yeah. So I think that process taught me that, like, yeah. no, man, you can't fast forward this. You can't rush it. It yeah. will happen at its own time. Yeah. yeah. Talk about that a bit more in terms of, because uh, after your operation, you were really incapable of doing a lot of things, including yeah. bathing yourself. Yeah. How did that feel, letting go of control and trusting other people to take care of you? Horrible. <laughs> Hectic. Like, <laughs> oh, it was it was bad. Because I feel like I was... Okay, so while I was in the hospital, 
because I'm in the hospital, so mm-hmm. it, it made like sense. Mm-hmm. And also, let me just tell you, like, there's this friend of mine that asked me, like, oh, you so your mom is birthing you, like, mm-hmm. so I was like, no, why? Yeah. <laughs> so I was telling my mom, oh, she, my friend was asking me this, so my mom said, Goody, you should tell your friend, Goody, my and I was like, that is <laughs> so that true. Mean? Like, when you're at peace, when everything is fine, you uh-huh. are like hiding your nakedness, uh-huh. yeah. So I was telling. Oh yes! Do you know the first time you told me I didn't get it? I was like, "My isn't intended." Now I understand because <laughs> you can afford to go like, "Oh, everything is going now." Yeah, yes, yes. Oh, yes. Yes. But if you're in pain, if you yes. you don't give a shit. You don't. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow! You don't because wow. like. So before my mom could birth me. The first time that I was birthed after my surgery, it was a nurse. Mm, mm. That was a stranger. Mm-hmm. At least to a female. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was going into the theater, the guy that gave me the anesthesia, mm-hmm. he saw my butt because the gown... Yeah. <laughs> and he... It's a good butt. <laughs> <laughs> he actually, like, um, did my, yeah. my string so that I could lie down because you... Your butt is mad naked on the theater table. Yeah. You don't lie with the thing. Uh-huh. So he took it off and told me to lie down. Mm-hmm. And even in the moment, I never thought like, Ew, oh yeah. my God. My, no, it, it was, was just like, like, yeah, let's get this. Let's get this done. done. This is your job. Yeah. Do just, it. Yeah, do it. Yeah. So, yeah, that is so true, guys. My yes didn't intend it. I, 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 as much as I wanted to do it myself, I, I really couldn't. I could not stand up for so long. Uh, I could not bend. I I couldn't do much. So, as much as I appreciated that, but it just took so much away from me. Not even like goody, goody manias, but it was just like, wow. And the first, I remember the first days that I came back. Mm-hmm. Like even when I was in hospital, I don't know if it was operation or something, but I was peeing more regularly than mm-hmm. normal. So at night I I wake up like once every night to go pee. Mm-hmm. Every night I wake up. Mm-hmm. But after the surgery when I came back home I was waking up at least four or five times in a night. And every time for the first two, three days I had to wake up my mom because I could not pull myself up mm-hmm. by myself. Oh, wow. So yeah, it it taught me how to depend on, pe- on to people. Accept on help, yeah, to, to accept, accept help. Because I'm not good at that. No, you're not. Wow. <laughs> That's interesting. Okay, and um let me see. Do you feel that um there is still a lot of stigma around having fibroids or do you still think there hasn't been enough conversation about fibroids? Especially definitely, in Malawi. Definitely. Yeah. Especially among unmarried uh, young women. Young women. Yeah. Because uh, I, the, what's the one thing you knew about fibroids before I got fibroids? Did you know anything about fibroids? Yeah, I knew I knew something, but it was usually related. Because I, I have a friend mm-hmm. who also had fibroids. Yeah. So through her. But before her as well, I just knew it as a concept that can happen. Mm-hmm. Like, But I always related it to... Someone who's trying to give birth yeah. and then they're told that they, they've yeah. got fibroids. Yeah. But never just as... Yeah. 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 Just that it... Never that it comes... Okay, I used to connect it with child childbirth yeah. and never just the fertility period. Yeah. Of, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So I think that's 
because probably in most cases that people have found to have fibroids is because mm-hmm. they were pregnant, so they had to have a scan. Mm-hmm. So because they had a scan and then they found mm-hmm. they found the fibroids. Mm-hmm. So before this, I connected it again to um, pregnancy and fertility because mm-hmm. those are the only instances I heard people had fibroids, mm. at least in my circles. Mm. And it was never with someone that's not trying to have a baby, mm-hmm. that's not married mm. or whatever. Mm. So yeah, I think that was the f- that's what I thought mm-hmm. um, about fibroids and. What was your question? Is it how it changed? Yeah. Do you think there's enough conversation happening? No, there, there is, is not. There's still like stigma. Uh, there, there's not enough conversation because yeah. I think most of us, again, connected to pregnancy and fertility. Yeah. We don't think it can happen to just any young woman that's in their fertile stage. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Um, but I remember the first time that I started talking about it on my, on my WhatsApp, mm-hmm. um, a lot of young women married and married came out like oh yeah i i had that yeah. and i had them removed or oh, my friend had that and mm-hmm. she had them removed so it was just like wow like it's so very common yeah that everyone can get it mm-hmm. but we're not having conversations about mm-hmm. it enough mm-hmm. and again there's a lot of stigma as well not only from um like from amongst the people but mm-hmm. also from service providers mm. i also shared this on my on my whatsapp that the first time that i found out that i had fibroids the first two or three questions i was asked were are you married mm-hmm. are you in a serious relationship are you planning to have a baby mm. it was never about your me. well-being yeah it was you. never centered around my well-being yeah so again um so I was, and i was talking to um um a friend of a friend of mine, a friend of a friend mm-hmm. who is um, a doctor and she's a young female doctor. And mm-hmm. she'll, so I was sharing this experience with her and she was like, yeah, I mean, I get why he asked those questions because mm-hmm. they're in the book. You're, he's supposed to ask them. Mm-hmm. But again, that's the difference between like service providers. If it had been a woman or if it had been me, I would have been more about your well-being because I know yes. what that means yes. uh, for yes. a young um, woman. woman to be going through yeah. that such ex- exactly. an experience so yeah i i i would say a lot of stigma i around um service providers as well mm-hmm. yeah okay um so i know that uh there will be some listeners who will be listening to this who for example have never gone to get tested mm. and then some who have and they've been told they have fibroids but they're scared or mm. what can you say to them uh if you're not doing your regular gyna checkups, do them. Because mm-hmm. that's the only way you know what's happening inside of you. Mm-hmm. And it's better you know. Mm-hmm. Um, as I shared that, I did try to manage my fibroids. Mm-hmm. They did shrink at some point mm-hmm. and then they started growing again. Uh, Is but that because bodies react differently? Yes, uh-huh. bodies react differently and it's hormonal. Mm-hmm. So there's no one way to make them shrink. Okay. It'll work differently for different people. Yeah. But you can research, go on the internet, mm-hmm. Google, watch YouTube videos, mm. try out Scary things. YouTube videos. That was just the one scary YouTube video oh, I gosh. watched. I shared with her my, <laughs> my operation video. Because <laughs> I wanted to know what they were going to do. Anyways, that's just me. Um, yeah, get it checked. If you have fibroids, again, take as much time as you want to. When I was told the first time, I zoned out, but that's how I react to things. So I, 
You didn't want to talk about it. I didn't want like to talk about it. Yeah. Everyone <laughs> that I told, I said, oh, so this is, this is, this, but we're not going to talk about it. Yeah. And I didn't want, so because my sister had said, it's good if you get a second opinion. Mm-hmm. But uh, it took me, I think, two months or so to go get a second opinion. Mm. And then after that second opinion, it took me a month to start doing my regular checkups. Mm-hmm. So take as much time as you need, but that's also dependent on how far they are. Mm-hmm. If they had already been big, I don't think I would have had the choice to do that. Mm-hmm. I think the choice would have been taken away from me. Mm. So for some, they are found out at a later stage where you have weeks or a month to go get them removed because yeah. they're more dangerous um, and risky for your body. But yeah, and talk to someone. I talked to my therapist a lot. Mm-hmm. Even a week uh, before my surgery, I had a therapy session just because I felt I was, it was just too much. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember her telling me that, like, all your fear, everything is valid, but there are good things that are going to come out of you having this operation. So yeah. write those good things down. Yeah. And when those um, negative thoughts come, read through the good things that will come. Yeah. And you, your post-surgery will require much more energy. Uh, your healing process will require a lot more energy from actual. you than the actual operation. Mm-hmm. So you also need to save energy mm-hmm. for that. And mm-hmm. girl, that's a word. Yeah, it did. You <laughs> it needed did. I needed it. <laughs> okay. Yep. Uh, so the one last question, although I'd have loved this one to be the last, but then one important one, uh, if you leave the fibroids unchecked or you're not, you're not on any diet trying to shrink them or Mm -hmm. trying to remove them, what can be the ultimate effect apart from, uh, I know pain discomfort is already like, yeah, yeah. But that would that would be it, and also <clears throat> again because size and location matter. Yeah. So if it's inside your uterus and if you leave it, it eventually bursts. Mm. There have been people where Gina Puliga mm. and they went to the hospital and say, "Oh, I'm just bleeding," and it mm. was um, a fibroid, Gina Puliga. Yeah. So then that's a lot more damage in yeah. your uterus, and yeah. that's a more complicated surgery. Surgery. Uh, yeah. yeah. So. That would be that. And if you're trying to have a baby, then that's also very, very, very complicated. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would say that it's usually about size and location. Yeah. For some, they have fibroids that are outside the uterus, but they mm. grow so big and they push the uterus up. Uh-huh. Um, again, that's... Yeah. Risky. Yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah. So it's best just so you know yeah. where it is where and it what is effect and it how has you can manage where it is positioned. Exactly. Yeah, and how you can manage exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. Mm, that's a good a good ending. Yeah. Thank you so much for opening up about Thank this. You. Very, yes. I know it's very it's very well, it's very intimate for you because I mean, your uterus, it happened in your uterus. How intimate, how more intimate can you get? But thank you for opening up and answering the questions. Thank you. Do you have any last word? Yikes. Uh, 
don't know just read <laughs> read about read it. about it yes. get information mm-hmm. talk to people uh yeah i think the more we talk about it the better yeah i felt better because there were people actually in malawi that were going through the same experience uh-huh. and had done surgeries and they were fine yeah so that really like um affirmed or calmed me down yeah yeah so talk about it if you have questions and and be, just be there for your friends yes i mean through every process yeah if they've just discovered them if they're going through a process of oh i don't want to go back to the hospital uh-huh. or i don't yeah. want to have them removed mm-hmm. support them yeah. in each and every way yeah and yeah i i think my my friends really like lifted me up like mm. it was a very tough time but everyone like just came through mm. and it made everything else way not simple just much more lighter yeah 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 okay so even pre and post mm-hmm. emphasis on post because i feel like people are like want to be with you mm-hmm. during the surgery because it's like oh it's mm-hmm. a scary thing and then after the surgery we just disappear <laughs> and it's a long like recovery process yes. it's like a month and for some people a month plus so your friends will need you more after the surgery exactly yeah exactly. so be there for them yeah 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 and i think as well do you feel like there are different ways of being there for people mm-hmm. so sometimes you want your space mm-hmm. sometimes you're feeling suffocated mm-hmm. sometimes you feel so it's responding to the different needs yeah. of uh your friend what your friend needs yeah. who's going through the healing yeah. process because yeah. on on one day being there 24/7 would be a good thing yeah. on another day maybe they just want to sleep and mm-hmm. just so different ways if your friends i'm sure different ways of knowing how you can be there for them mm. yeah and ask mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. you can simply ask how do you want me to be there for, there for you. you yeah because i think i had one weekend where i was just like really feeling anxious and suffocated mm. because again i know we're saying bye mm. because i'm a very i'm a lonely loner mm. i love my space i love being alone mm. But also being segment that I had my mom over who was taking yeah. care of me. Mm-hmm. And then all her friends and her church people and <laughs> everyone from Ampagari wanted Descended to come see me. In this house <laughs> that rarely has visitors. They came without calling. Without calling, <laughs> without scheduling. So I'll just be here in my shorts or in my nothingness. And then people would come and then I'd have to go change and then I'd have to sit through it. And I got really, really like tired of it so there was just one weekend i was just like no i don't want to be home because i don't want to have visitors yeah and not because i can't even be rude and just like leave them because yeah exactly bruh what are you doing exactly so like i had to leave Mm -hmm. and i think i I told Luce like oh i don't want to be home this weekend like i i feel like i'll lose it if i'm (laughs) there one more day and there are people just coming in so yeah Ask your friend how you can be there for exactly. them. Exactly. For some days, it's, they want you to be there. Some days, they want you to take them away or whatever. Just, yeah, ask yeah. them how you can be there. Yeah. And lastly, there was a debate. Because her mom was here, the debate was the money that the friends bring. <laughs> Does it belong to Umba or her mom? I would love to hear from you guys. <laughs>
as this well. Money. Does the money belong to the guardian or the patient? Did the fibroids grow inside her? Oh, please. I think that's why I'll leave it at. Please feel free to reach out to... Was she cut? Oh, God. <laughs> please feel free to reach out to us. Gmail, please email uh, feministingwm at gmail.com or hit us up in the DMs on um, Twitter, which is uh, feministingwm. And uh, Umba's handle is underscore underscore. Mine is a simple one. It's at Lusu Kalanga. Your creativity. Would, oh gosh. Would love to hear from you. If you have creativity, you. your CD go remove it. Oh my lord. There's a lot of things. The one that I most feel good about is uh, excellent at Excel. <laughs> <laughs> one day, one day, one day. Excel thing, I was just like, Oh, how many minutes? 30 minutes. Um, when she came back, I was like, Girl, I don't know nothing. And I'm like, but they still took me because they said the interview, the oral was 80% in Excel, 30%. And then she was like, Just try. I'm like, I'd rather not do anything than show my idiotness. <laughs> Go remove that. <laughs> Put basic Excel skills. Oh my gosh. Okay, until next time, it was Lusungu and Umba on Feministing. Wow, Malawi. Bye. See ya.